There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, we'd like to welcome you again to the podcast. This is our Tuesday edition of the podcast. We've been in the book of Job. We'll continue in the book of Job. But let me first announce that this coming Sunday, Lord willing, we'll be down at the Bible Baptist Church in Waldorf, Maryland. Looking forward to what the Lord will do there. We have Pastor Black and the folks there, and certainly looking forward to the things of God. So if you're in the area, come and see us. If you're not attending church somewhere, if you're on vacation in the Solomon Islands, you're out in the Chesapeake on your boat, you're a whole lot better off going to the house of God than you are playing around with the things of God. And so we just want to invite you to that, welcome you to that. And then uh, I do want to say this also, is that the is the season of preaching comes upon us and we'll be in meetings. Uh, we will be in Shingle House, Pennsylvania in just a couple of weeks in northern Pennsylvania. We want to invite folks out to those meetings. And then not long after that, we'll head up to the state of Maine. So those of you in the state of Maine will be there uh, basically the first week and a half of June. Then we head over to northern Vermont and then back for one more Sunday in Maine. And so if you are in those areas, please contact us. Let us know that you're interested. We can give you directions, instruction, or you can go to our website, which is also uh, has our schedule on it. That's andsomeevangelists.com. And you can go to the website, look at our schedule. So just want to invite you to those meetings. And lastly, I want to say that Youth Week is coming up in New York. Now, this is a meeting that traditionally we've called Youth Week, but it's for everyone. It's for families. It's for young and old alike. And so we got a lot of folks that come in from out of town, and the Lord has continued to grow this meeting, and we thank the Lord for that. So pray about Youth Week coming up here in just two short months, and looking forward to what God is going to do. We're back in Job chapter 12 again today. We'll begin in verse 7. He talks about the beast, the fowl of the air here, and it begins to change gears a little bit. He, of course, has spoken of life and the things of life, but in verse 7 he says, But ask now the beasts, and they shall teach thee. And the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee, or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee, and the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Now, what is he going to ask them? What are the beasts? What are the fishes? What are the fowl of the air going to declare? Well, the one thing we know for sure is that those beasts, those fowl, those fish know their creator. We know that according to the word of God. He created them. All things were made by him. And therefore, speaking of Jesus Christ, the great creator of all things, what the Word of God tells us is that those creatures know him. And that's why the trees of the field will clap their hands. That's why that lion will lie down. And why is he going to eat that grass? And what is that ox going to do? That ox is also going to lie down with its enemies. A child shall play upon the hole of an asp. Why? Because the creator is going to have dominion over those animals as he has always done. But when the curse is lifted, everything's going to be different. And we know understand according to scripture that everything's going to be different in the animal world. Everything's going to be done in the, different in the natural world because the curse is going to be taken off of this earth when Jesus Christ comes to rule and to reign. And so when he speaks of this asking here, 
He says, who knoweth not in all these that the hand of the Lord hath wrought this? So again, he is asking a question, but it's a hypothetical question because we know that they do know this. We know that the beasts know the creator. We know that they bow down to him. They do his bidding. They do his will. It's more than just a dog that responds to verbal commands or motions, but his master, you have to train. It's more than that. In fact, that they are absolutely submissive to him because he does have the preeminence over all things, and therefore, as the great creator of all things, every beast of the field uh, shall know him. Every tree of the field shall clap their hands at him. And again, the serpents of the ground shall give way to him. The fish of the sea know him. The birds of the air know him. And the one thing of creation that does not know him is the fool, and that's because the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. When he knew God, he acknowledged him not as God, neither was thankful. And therefore, because he has known God, yet he claims he does not know God or does not believe God, but there's a time when he has known God, but when God turns him over, God is no longer in his mind. He will no longer think of God. He will no longer put God in remembrance of, of his thinking. Yet there was a time when he came in contact with God. Most today, it's young. I don't want to get into this too much today, but it's a as a young child, you're bombarded today outside of church and outside of family. You're bombarded with what we call today the woke movement. But even when I was in high school, our biology teacher taught pure evolution. She had no room for creation. She had no room for uh, anything that, that God had to do with creation. It was all complete evolution. It was actually fool's evolution, stuff that has been disproved today and really was disproved then. It just wasn't mainstream. But now they've proven these facts that were taught us in high school were absolutely false. But yet that's what they clung to. And not only that, the idea that you know this is a woman's body, she can do what she will with it even to kill that living being which is inside of her belly, and that's wrought out of hell. But yet they're so callous today because they want to believe that, but they don't naturally believe. That little girl sees a baby, she thinks it's a wonderful thing. She has to be taught contrary to that. She has to be taught contrary to life. She has to be taught to despise that child within her. And that's what they're teaching them today. You despise this child. You need a career. Uh, this child is going to interrupt with your career. You need financial stability. This child is going to interrupt financial stability. See, the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's all about money. It's all about finances. And the doctors get rich. The, uh, the clinics get rich. They get funding. They get appropriations from Congress. And they get bills. And then, of course, the mother then can have a career. She can do away with this unwanted seed that's been put in her. And she went out there and play the whore and be what she wants and do what she wants with her body because she's been taught that in society. But to do that, you have to ignore the creator of all men. You have to ignore your conscience concerning him. You have to look at nature and look around you and deny the existence of God. But it's programmed into the minds of young men and women today at such an early age, by the time they're seven, eight years old, they do not believe in the existence of God. They believe they can live how they want to live. There's no moral code. There's no Bible code. There's no one going to teach them. No one's going to train them. And it's amazing how many women who have had their first child after multiple abortions or after standing for abortion or believing abortion and believing the lies of the feminists and they have their first child and their perspective completely changes. And I've heard mothers say, I didn't want my daughter to go through what I went through. And the suffering and the tears and the weeping. I've seen young ladies weeping because they know they were going to slaughter that innocent child within them. But it's told it's normal. It's told it's natural. 
But yet you don't see nature involved in that. You don't see nature going in and unwanted children and this children or this child will be a burden to me and these little eggs will be a burden to me and these little tat now i realize some eat their young i don't want to go too far with that uh at least we're not to that stage yet in america of course the satanic sacrifice is certainly in the abortion we understand that there are probably those that would eat the young because there's just vile reprobates concerning the faith and so we see that in the word of god we see the understanding given here nature sees it so ask them about god ask them about these things why because he said in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind and that's the lord jesus christ every soul is in his hand the breath of all mankind is in his hand doth not the ear try words and the mouth taste his meat but the ancient is wisdom and in length of days, understanding. And of course, he is the ancient of days. Daniel acknowledged that, spoke of that many times. And he is the ancient. With the, his days, there is great wisdom. He has all counsel. He has all understanding. Because he then says, with him is wisdom and strength. He hath counsel and understanding. And so he has wisdom and strength. He has counsel and understanding. He can teach us these things if we're willing to learn these things. And yet he could teach us about ourselves, teach us about mankind, teach us about nature, teach us about the things. By the way, Solomon, the wisest of all men, what did he speak of? He spoke of the fowl of the air. He spoke of the birds. He spoke of the creeping things. Why? Because that's part of wisdom, part of understanding, looking at nature and seeing how nature works. One of the things I've made a point probably overboard, my wife and I, is we try to teach our children about the natural things. We want them to find nature exciting. We want them to see nature as an exciting thing. And I watch my children take a robin's egg that we know is absolutely inviolable, but they take it and they put it back in the nest, hoping that the mother will sit on it, that it will hatch. And the next day, we'll find it outside the nest broken where the mother threw it out of the nest again because she knows it's not viable or it may not even come from her nest. And uh, But my children, they under, I want them to understand that baby bird is going to come from that egg because God made it so. And God gave us that understanding. We go by the pastures this time of year in Pennsylvania, and most of the red and black Angus both are out there swollen up in the fields, and the, the heifers are out there completely swollen to the gills. And the next time we go by, we'll see calves laying in the field. A couple of years ago, we were on our way to church, and we watched a calf just in the process of finishing being born thankfully wasn't being born and we stopped on the side of the road as that mother licked the calf clean and we realized we've just seen a new birth and that's an exciting thing it's a wonderful thing it's a marvelous thing yet the evolution comes along and the, the liar comes along and he teaches you how phony that is and how false that is and god has no hand in that but god has every bit of his hand in that god cares about that calf God cares about that cow. God cares about the milk that that cow gives. You know why? Because he gave milk to us. He gave it for our goodness and for our pleasure. And he cares about the honeybee. He cares about this honeybee infection is sweeping across America. These little mites that are killing the honeybees. God cares about that. Why? Because honey's a picture of the word of God. God has given us honey. He's given us the sweetness of honey. It's a promise to man. God cares about those things. And people think so indifferent. They're so callous to those things. That's why the righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. It doesn't mean that he may not take the life of his beast. He regardeth the life. He just doesn't flippantly go out there and maim and kill. No, he'll obey scripture. If that beast is suffering, it's time to put down. He, can, he regards the life of his beast. If that beast has hurt someone else, he regards the life of that beast. He can take its life. If that beast is for meat, 
you know, that animal is to feed a family that he can go slay that, but he regardeth. It means he gives regard to that life. He doesn't starve that horse. He doesn't starve that sheep. He doesn't starve that cat. He doesn't starve his goldfish. Why? Because he's a righteous man. He knows that if it's under his care, no matter what it is, that's why, again, you don't go crush the eggs of the bird. You don't go in the dam and bust up the nest. And that's not something you do because that's what the unrighteous do. They're, they're careless of those things. They don't consider God in it. They don't consider the word of God in that. They don't consider the work of God in that. They don't see God in these things. My wife and I recently were at the lakeshore with our children and we have a local reservoir up on the and they lower it for the winter. And it, with the first warm day we had, we went up there and we found some fossils. And the McVeighs never find fossils. We're not geologists. We're not gemologists. We would just like to be. And it's the first fossil we ever really found like that. You see the complete imprint of the leaf. And we were so excited. And our children were so excited because we found something. And then the, the marvel is when children begin to ask it, Daddy, how did that leaf get in the rock? I had the joy of telling them how that leaf got into the rock and the understanding. And I remember being out there in South Dakota with my former pastor uh, who just turned 80 years old. To God be the glory. He's still preaching. God's still giving by the Herbert life. I thank God for that. But we were standing out there at the Badlands National Park and the rangers giving a talk and explaining how the millions of years and all the uh, uh, the the water has run and how the runoff and all of these things and how it's just, but now, after millions of years, the Badlands have eroded, but now they're trying to control the erosion after millions of years. It just blows my mind, the stupidity, the wickedness, that love of money. And, and Brother Herbert finally had enough, and he's he, being him, being him, he yelled out loud. He goes, look like a big old flood dumped a bunch of mud up in here. Well, that was kind of the end of the ranger talk, hey, man. They don't want to believe that a big old flood dumped a bunch of mud up in there. But that's exactly what it was. A big old flood dumped a bunch of mud up in there. It's called the Badlands of South Dakota, North Dakota. It's where they find all the fossils. It's where they find fossils on top of the mountains. It's where they had to make up an ice age so that they could prove that God didn't exist because to believe God, they'd have to believe there was a flood. And they find fossils in the Rocky Mountains, and they find fossils on the top of the mountains, and they find fossils in the hills, and they find animals, sea life. Why? Because the existence of God is proven by the Word of God. It's by faith that we believe this. Tomorrow, we'll try to get back on track a little bit more as we continue. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are real.
and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. 